morning. Then he gets to speak to a few of you. Sorry. Uh, right in my mouth. You know, that's what all us good preachers do. But uh, anyway, this is the first Sunday of Advent as we uh, move towards when we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. And uh, last week we began a series of messages uh, in regards to the birth of our Lord, and we had talked about how times, uh, it's at times, it seems that God uh, moves a bit slow. Uh, sometimes it seems to uh, be moving at high speed, times that not in his or not in our program of ideas of how things maybe should go is We looked at the Old Testament and that all the prophecies concerning the coming Messiah and then how there was that 400 year time span of absolute silence that happened uh, between the Testaments. And probably during that 400 years that people thought that maybe the words of the prophets have or was vain. Uh, That there was no Messiah that there was no Savior that was coming, that there was no new King that was coming to establish His kingdom. And and so I'm sure that during that 400 years, there was maybe a lot of talk of of Elijah and others that have prophesied, Isaiah especially, of this coming Messiah. That it was all vain. And then the whirlwind pace of how everything began to to transpire and changed and and, uh, angels were sent down on these special errands to proclaim a, a message to what most would call ordinary people. John the Baptist to be born and how he was a forerunner to the one who would be born, the King of Kings. All the other miracles that had taken place. And suddenly those who had waited were gripped with fear. And that's what we're going to look at this morning is this fear. And I want to entitle the message to fear not. Fear not. Luke chapter number one is where we'll be this morning. Luke chapter number 1, Luke chapter 1, a physician, but not the great physician, but a beloved physician, writing this gospel, and uh, isn't it amazing how the gospels all uh, correlate one with another, and yet were written uh, from different perspectives, and Uh, I kind of like Luke's perspective on this particular passage that we're going to look at uh, this morning. We'll begin reading in verse number uh, 26. Luke chapter number 1, beginning in verse number uh, 26. The Bible says, And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin in spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art or thou that art highly favored, 
The Lord is with thee. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying and and cast in her mind that manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Let's pray. Lord, how thankful we are for the fulfillment of prophecy and your first coming. And God, much like those who awaited that first coming, how we today long for your return and your second coming. God, help us to not fear those things, for we know that you are able to keep us and sustain us. And God, we pray that as we look at this word this morning, God, that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, may we listen to your voice. God, perhaps there is one that is lost and undone. We just pray that you would convict them. God, that they would be saved. Likewise, for that one who has backslidden, Lord, that they be convicted. God, that they would return to you. Lord, for whatever you do in this service this morning, we'll be careful to give you all the praise and the honor and the glory. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Fear not. What do we fear in this life? I think if we were to be honest with ourselves this morning, we could probably come up with a long list of things that we fear. Uh, Could we not? Uh, There are all types of phobias out there, and I don't know the scientific names for them, but I know there are some that have phobias of of, uh, snakes or spiders or or various other little critters that crawl around. There's a fear of heights. There's the the claustrophobia, the fear of being enclosed uh, places. We have all of these fears in life. The Bible here is telling us to fear not. And look in verses 26 through 30 where we just read. There is the fear of the unexpected. The fear of the unexpected. Notice that this angel told uh, Mary there in verse uh, 30 to fear not, Mary. Fear not. Mary's life up to this point was... Pretty normal, I would think. We don't know much about her life before this moment, but uh, it would seem that it was a very normal life growing up. She probably had uh, all of those uh, romantic, dreamy dreams uh, uh, like all young girls do uh, of finding uh, uh, this gentleman, this prince in their eyes to be married to for all time. She kept herself right with God. We know this based by the fact that the angel told her that you have found favor with God. Blessed are you amongst other women. So she kept herself right with God. She was engaged. She was anticipating a marriage. But what happened? What happened? What entered into this peaceful little harbor of her life and made all of this rippling waves that came through to her and changed everything and she was troubled at the saying to her. Isn't it easy for us to panic at the unexpected? 
I think we, if, we're, if we're honest with ourselves this morning, I, I think it's those unexpected things that make us panic probably the most, right? Uh, when, when you go home and find that your hot water heater maybe has busted and you have a room full of water, well, you got a problem, right? You're panicking. Various other things that happen in life, those things that are unexpected make us to, to uh, panic. The best made plans that one could have oftentimes go wrong. It always goes wrong. So even the best of maids, some fear all of these interruptions in life. Every phone call we view maybe as a threat. Every letter that we open, we open it with fear. But what good news the angel brought on this day. Not only did he, he offer those words of comfort, comfort saying, do not fear, but he also said she had found favor with God and would be a part of a great miracle. And what a miracle it was. I heard a pastor one time that, well, let me rephrase that. I had heard of a pastor one time, long time pastor of a particular church that I had, uh, after several pastors between him and I, I'd actually followed him in this church. And, and I, had, I had seen where he had served for an extensive amount of years. And, and I asked the question because it seemed that it was an abrupt leaving. And I asked the question, what was the reason for this pastor to leave so suddenly after so many years of service? And the deacon board told me that he had stood in the pulpit and said that Jesus was born of a virgin if you can believe that mess. And I said, well, that would be a leaving sermon, would it not? What a miracle this was to not believe in a virgin birth would negate everything that every prophecy ever said. If we can't believe that Christ was born of the virgin, dear friend, then we can't believe that Christ died on the sin, for our sins on the cross. If we can't believe that He died for our sins on the cross and was buried, then we certainly could not believe that He was able to rise again. And if we can't believe that He rose again, then I can tell you, friend, we are, as the Scripture says, of most men, most miserable this miracle and so she had found favor with God and would be part of this great miracle but this was the fear of the unexpected if you wanted to back up to verse 18 verse 18 through verse 25 we find not only the fear of the unexpected but the fear of personal loss fear of personal loss look what it says verse 18 says and Zacharias said unto the angel whereby shall I know this for I am an old man and my wife well stricken in years we looked at this last week and the angel answering said unto him I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings and behold you shall uh, be dumb and not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believest not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season 
And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. For he beckoned unto them, and he remained speechless. And it came to pass, as soon as the days were administration uh, were accomplished, he departed to his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid him herself five months, saying, Thus saith the Lord, dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me, and take away my reproach among men. The fear of personal loss. Now, if you wanted to read the uh, preceding verses, even before that, you will find that Joseph and Mary, uh, they had, or if you wanted to go back to the gospel of Matthew uh, chapter one, you will find where Joseph and Mary had this idea of all that they had dreamed about, all that they had hoped for, a life of togetherness, a life married uh, to each other, a life in the public eye as righteous people before God. And then in Matthew chapter 1, if you wanted to look there, you could find this. There was an awful blow to all those dreams. Mary was with child. And Joseph knew that this child that Mary was with was not his. Now that would cause some trouble, would it not? Keep in mind the customs of this day. Certainly it would not be uncommon in our society of today. But nonetheless, in these days, that was... Horrific. Matter of fact, Joseph had so had the Bible says that he had thought about putting her away privately. This was worthy in this day and time of death. Being stoned, being made a public example. Joseph's dreams are shattered. His his castle, if you will, starts to tumble. He he thought that he would certainly lose Mary. How real these fears are. Uh, Other family members or children that we may have. But notice that Joseph, again this is referring back to Matthew chapter 1. That Joseph was not afraid of the angel. Mary was afraid of the angel and what the angel had to say. Joseph was not afraid of the angel, but of the loss. Of the loss. Many fear personal loss. Loss of money. Loss of home. Loss of a name. And how this holds back the blessings that we have. I know many of folk uh, that I know for a fact that God has called them into the ministry. But they refuse to surrender because of the fear of the loss. I surrendered to preach. I was 14. I remember the day very well. I was only freshly converted. I was 13 when I got saved. I surrendered to preach when I was 14. And some of the congregants I remember saying, it'll never last. That'll never last. That's just, that's just a kid. You know, he'll never, he'll never be able to stick it out. All these years later, 
here we are. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of things that go along with that. There's friends that's been lost. There's been family that has been lost. There, there have been great acquaintances down through the years that have been lost for standing on the Word of God. Many fear these personal loss and it, and, it, and it holds back the blessings that God has for them. They're afraid to risk love. They're afraid to risk investment. They're afraid to live. Joseph would not lose Mary, and he would certainly gain more than he could have ever imagined. If you flip over to chapter 2 of Luke, I won't read all the verses, but in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14, you'll find... Where an angel appeared to shepherds, just lowly countrymen out taking care of their flock, right? And then all of a sudden there was this host, this is paraphrasing this, there was this host of angelic beings singing glory to God in the highest. Peace unto men. And the angels told these shepherds where that Christ would be born. And the shepherds, as they were watching their flocks, they were not afraid of, of what could happen in their journey to this place, but they were afraid of meeting God. We have the fear of the unexpected. We have the fear of this personal loss. And then we have the fear of meeting God. Fear of meeting God. These fearful uh, shepherds, their fear because of all the, the glory of the Lord. And you can read these in this verse, in these verses 8 through 14 there. Many have shared that fear and, and that all that they had. You remember Abraham and, and Job and Isaiah, Peter, they all had that fear of, of meeting God and they must have faced their sins as they were. I believe today there are a lot that are fear or in fear of meeting God. Because they know they're not where they need to be. Oftentimes our sin keeps us living in this fear. Someone had said one time that what would we do if the Lord Jesus were to come through these doors and take a seat on a pew next to you maybe? And then as service was over, come to you and say, I would like to go home with you this afternoon. Completely unannounced, right? <laughs> I remember uh, there was a, a couple at a, at a church that I was, I was pastoring at, and, and I, I was, usually I would always call before I would go, but I, I just, I didn't do it this particular time. I just popped in. Uh, I was in their neighborhood there, and I popped in, and 
They said, you were unexpected. And I said, yeah. And they like, can you come back again? I, I had never been pushed away before, but they pushed me away that day. And I said, wow, now I understand how some others may feel when they go door knocking. But do we fear? If Jesus were to say, hey, I want to come home with you this afternoon, would we be able to honestly say, come right on? Or would we have that fear? Now, don't mind the mess, right? <laughs> don't, don't mind the, maybe it's not as clean as it ought to be. But maybe there's some other things. And, I, I, and when I say our home, I'm, I'm not meaning our physical brick and mortar home that we may have. But perhaps Jesus is knocking upon our heart's door and asking, can I come and reside with you? Are there some things in there that needs to be cleaned up? Many fear meeting God. But the good news is this. Isn't that what the gospel is all about? That is what the gospel means, right? The good news. Uh, we know that the good news is simply this, that God loves you. And that God sent His Son to be your Savior. That is the whole point of celebrating. Yes, we know that Christ is no longer a baby. And we know that Christ is no longer that infant child. But He is a risen Savior. The King of kings. And the Lord of lords. The Bible says that He's the great counselor. The mighty God. The everlasting prince. Do you know this Jesus? Do you know this Jesus as the shepherds knew him? As the three uh, kings or the three wise men knew him? As Mary and Joseph knew him? Do you know him as your Savior? Do you know him as the one who takes away all of your fears, all of your anxieties? He simply says, come and rest with me. Isn't it amazing how his arms are still stretched open all these years later. And he's still saying, come. Come. God wants to take away your fear. Maybe you're living in fear this morning. Of the unknown. Maybe your fear of personal loss. The fear of anticipation. Or maybe it's the fear of meeting God. I often said, uh, I don't know, this isn't scriptural, all right? You can't go to a chapter and verse to find this, but. I oftentimes think that when we stand before God, that it's almost as if he has this big file cabinet with our name on it. And he pulls the record. And every thought that we ever thought, every deed we ever did, every word we ever said has been recorded. But I also think that much like in our society, we have what's called whiteout, right? I use it a lot. Uh, when I was um, substituting at the Christian school, I 
I would be writing stuff and I would have to white out or if I did research papers in college and school, we would have to white it out because we made a mistake. I'm thankful that the blood of Christ blots out all of our wrongdoings. Do you know that forgiveness this morning? Hymn of invitation will be extended. This is your opportunity to do business with God. Maybe it's salvation, rededication, unite with this church, whatever the case may be. Maybe you just need to simply say, Lord, I need help for you to relieve this fear that I have. As we enter into this Advent season and as we, we know that the, the, the hustle and bustle and the rush to do things is about to begin. Lord, help me. Help me not to fear. Help me with my patience, right? Help me, Lord. Maybe that's all you need to do this morning. Whatever it is, as we sing together.